listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this afternoon. And I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio the one and the only Cruzanne McCalligan. How are you doing, Cruz? I'm doing very well today. And we're going to be talking, I'm just going to jump into it because there's like, you're going to say, why did you think of this topic? And I'm going to try and think of a reason I thought of this topic. And the truth is, I'm on this trend. I'm trying to write as many audio columns for you as I can that start with a C. You're doing alphabetically? Not so alphabetically, just, just C's. Okay. Just C's. So, no, so I'm trying to, I was, I was set myself a little challenge. I wanted to see how many topics I could think of with a C. So I was looking around the room and seeing things that were with a C and I saw a coconut water. I thought I could do coconuts. That's a really interesting yes. way to, to, to come up with topics. Go on. So, so we're talking about coconuts. Um, and then I started listening to the 1970s Harry Wilson song, Coconut. You know, mama brought a coconut, she bought it. You know that song? Which is a fantastic song. No, but I like the way oh, you Oh, you have to find it. You try and play it. Try okay. and play it. Um, but it's... It's a fantastic song. Um, and so I was looking at coconuts a bit because I think they have, they're going through a bit of a renaissance, right? Like people really, really love coconuts at the moment. Are you um, a coconut fan? No. Really? No. I, I have to say, I've tried using coconut, a, a coconut derivative, coconut oil, and it's, it doesn't suit my skin. It's too comedogenic. It blocks my pores too really? much. Okay. Unfortunately. But I do like a young coconut. I you mean, do, you, like, do yeah. you like to drink it? Yes. You might not like to smear it on your face, but you like, I like to, to drink it. it. Yes, That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, this is, you're not alone in that. A lot of people do. Um, on remote islands around the world, residents who do not have access to water sources often rely on coconut water to quench their thirst. Um, and coconut palms, which is where we get our coconuts from, grow along the tropical belt on the 26 degree latitude line north and south. And they are found in over 90 countries and more than 11 million farmers depend on coconut on coconuts for their livelihoods right so they're like a huge source of they're a huge source of income for a lot of people as well and they uh, they saw it so for example in the philippines coconut oil was until recently used solely for roasting and baking but now it's used to produce vast quantities of biodiesel so people are realizing there are even more ways we can use coconuts um today um they find that Using coconuts to produce fuel cuts down on the high cost of importing fossil fuels, which we're all trying to find alternatives for right now. And using coconut oil instead of diesel can make countries more and more independent as well. And they're trying to, so they're trying to increase the coconut harvest in places like the Philippines at the moment because they're realizing this could be, it's, it's got, it's got potential, right? It's got potential to be used for different things as well. So, Coconuts are kind of fascinating. I think um, I find that coconut oil is something people talk about a lot. Um, I think it's been something people have talked about a lot as well because it's got antiviral properties, apparently, coconut oil. So that's obviously people, it's flying off the shelves at the moment <laughs> um, um, because it does it does have these anti, anti, um, antiviral properties as well. Um, in Cambodia, uh, traditional coal is being replaced by eco-friendly briquettes made from coconut shells. So people are actually starting to try and use not just like, you know, again, we can't burn coal. It's damaging to our environment. So they're trying to use uh, these old coconut shells um, as an alternative as well. And the uh, the outer shell of the humble coconut has the power to save Cambodia's forests because wood remains the main energy source in the country and its virgin forest lands, which are like its pristine, beautiful native forests, are rapidly disappearing. But coconuts are 
pretty easy to harvest. They grow pretty quickly. Like, you know, we kind of think like bamboo. They're kind of like coconut palms. They grow quite well. They're pretty hardy. We can use a lot of the palm. So that's a quite an interesting concept as well. Um, but of course, it's not just the fruit inside that's useful. Almost every part of a coconut palm has a use. The stems and the leaves can be turned into building materials for constructing homes or ships or furniture. And the hard shell is a valuable material, like I said, for creating fuel. And the husk and fibers can also be an insulation material in eco-friendly houses. Really? Yeah, you could have a coconut house. <laughs> You could have a coconut house. Okay, I've changed my mind. I, I, I like coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but apparently um, they're not like one interesting statistic gets knocked about a little bit is that we don't have that harmonious of a relationship with them all the time. And according to a study at the University of Florida, about 150 people die every year because they're hit by falling coconuts, oh, no. which is a bit grim, which is 15 times as many deaths as a shark attack. So next time you're a bit nervous in open water, Think remind yourself that your chances are probably higher of being, if you live in a tropical belt, of being hit on the head by a falling coconut, which is very, very sad. Wow, that's um, actually good to know because sometimes, you know, if you go on a tropical holiday or something and you're walking, you know, you're admiring these trees and suddenly a coconut falls. Yep. That's just be just don't walk underneath a coconut palm no, unless you have that. maybe a helmet. Um, but they they've been making it really big as a dietary supplement. As we said, people love to drink. There's nothing like a cold coconut water on a hot day, right? Like a fresh young coconut. Come on, that's delicious. That um, I think in Lama, if you go hiking, I remember going hiking once over Lama Island in the middle of summer, and we got to like the top of a hill, and there was just somebody there with like coconuts and a bucket of ice, and I was like, it's like an angel. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, but they they're pretty um, they're pretty interesting. Now, now, they've also got some amazing stories about what people have used them for in the past. So it's got a lot of well-documented health benefits, as we mentioned. But it turns out it is a workable short-term substitute for human blood plasma. And it was positively tested as an emergency intravenous fluid as far back as the 1950s. So there's been at least one documented case where a coconut IV was used in the Solomon Islands to treat a severely dehydrated patient. They literally put coconut water directly into his veins because they had nothing else. No saline solution. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And it saved his life. I suppose it's got the glucose in it. So, yeah, well, got, yeah, the sugar. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Apparently in World War One, um we ha you know, in World War One we had this concept of large scale gas warfare, which made gas masks a necessity for survival, unfortunately. Um but gas masks use carbon to scrub the air clean, but not all carbon is equal. And gas mask manufacturers in the US developed the use of steam activated coconut char. So they burned coconut husks, and this was an important component in gas mask production, and they found that that coconut fiber was really superior at filtering. Nox noxious substances and so that's uh, like even now uh, you know there was the Fukushima nuclear disaster coconut fired carbon it was still an important ingredient in cleaning up radiation and was heavily used in the cleanup project from that disaster as well so that that's another use that people are getting out of coconuts um, uh, of course you and I I mean I don't speak for your athletic ability but I also speak for my athletic ability Oh come on! We're not going to look at me. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to be climbing a coconut palm anytime soon, either of us. Um, and they're quite dangerous for us to climb. Um, and it can also be quite 
awkward trying to wrench a 10 pound coconut free while holding on for dear life at the top of a tree um, which is why some coconut farmers have actually trained monkeys to do the dirty work for them so um, in tropical countries like Sumatra farmers train monkeys to harvest coconuts I didn't wow. even realize this was the thing and most uh, farmers they have quite a long leash but some uh, monkeys are so well trained they respond to their owner's voice um, and they're in such high demand these trained monkeys they can be quite expensive to purchase and I'm just hoping that they treat them nicely because yeah. you know what I mean but anyway but clever clever monkeys um Apparently, as we mentioned, it can be a really good building material. And that's what um, the former president of the Philippines, Ferdinand Marcos, thought when he commissioned the Coconut Palace. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he commissioned it. It's like sounds like a real megalomaniac kind of type thing. Like, I've had a dream. Like, like you know, people want, I want a palace made of chocolate or something. Like, I want a, a coconut, coconut palace. palace. And so he wanted to impress Pope John Paul II during his visit to the Philippines. So Marcus, uh, Marcos sorry, ordered the opulent structure built for the whopping sum of 10 million US dollars, um, which is not that much. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have had a house built for that. But 70% of the two-story thing he built was from coconut lumber. And all of the different components of the coconut tree and the fruit were incorporated into the decor and the architecture, which is fascinating. Also, I didn't realise that the Pope was super into coconuts to the point that this was something that he felt needed to happen. Um, but yeah, so uh, interestingly... Um, it wasn't didn't have the desired effect so pope john paul ii judged the palace too pretentious and flamboyant for his tastes and he also thought it was an irresponsible use of money <laughs> considering the country's high poverty rate so he stayed somewhere else he didn't stay in the coconut palace Aww. yeah yeah which I, I kind of feel like i could have saw coming to be honest really um but yeah, and so as they I are known for their frivolous spending. Yeah. <laughs> the coconut palace yeah. being one of them absolutely um so yeah, so that's that. We've talked about a little bit about their fuel, but um, they, obviously they're good fuel for the body. It's coconut water is really good after you've been exercising. It's very hydrating. Full and of electrolytes. Said, yeah. yeah, it's full of electrolytes. Um, we can also see that um, there is a thing called coconut vodka. Okay, and I'm not a drinker, so I don't know if this sounds delicious. Coconut does sound, vodka? Does it sound delicious or does it sound disgusting? It kind of sounds disgusting to yeah, me. I was, I was going to say it sounds quite tasty. <laughs> okay, sure. There we go. Probably. Is it something like Malibu or something, yeah. you know? No, like so basically in the Philippines, sap from an unopened coconut flower is distilled into a really potent drink called Lampagnog, and it's um, a power, It's really, really powerful. It's like 90% proof, right? But it's organic and chemical-free and traditionally homemade, and you can flavor it with things like mango and blueberry. So, yeah, they, apparently they're using this distilled thing and they're calling it coconut vodka. Oh. Coconut vodka, fermented coconut. Um, we, coconuts have also been used as armour. So when we think of coconut armour, the first image that comes to mind is probably a hollowed-out coconut husk used as a makeshift helmet, right? Like a little hat. But craftsmen in the small Micronesian, uh, I can never say this word, archipelago, yes, I said the word, yes. um, of Kiribati were really, really clever. So they, uh, they made a coconut suit that was made out of densely woven coconut fibre matting. Like a, a, a coconut suit? Yeah, a coconut suit. Now, it was made of like, like a really, really thick carpet like that kind of thickness of, of this matting from the thing and it consisted of a cap body armor a back plate leggings and a jacket and a high um a high collar in the back that protected warriors from stones thrown from his own side so it was like a primitive form of artillery support right so they actually created kind of an armor from it um but it wasn't really very good i guess against opposing forces it was mainly just so someone on your own team didn't hit you with a very big sharp rock <laughs> 
anyway i'm not going to judge um and of course um coconuts are kind of a pop sensation as i said that one of my favorite songs is coconut by harry nilsson which is delightfully charming um and it has been a huge hit around the world so i really do recommend you play you play that song i'll try and find it in the system try try and find it in the system um other things that we know about coconuts um is uh the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Coconut shells were used to mimic horses galloping. Of course, this is one of the best. If, if anyone gives you two, you know, coconut shells, you have to clop, clop them together like a horse. Right? You just have to. It's you just so to. satisfying. You have to do it. Um, apparently, the coconut was originally just called cocoa in English in the 16th century because cocoa was a Spanish word for a mask used to frighten children. And the three holes in the top of the coconut and the beard of the nut made it look like a face. So if you think about a coconut with kind of a long beard, it looked like that. Um, There is a crab that likes to eat coconuts. It's called the coconut crab. It's not a very original name. It's the largest land-dwelling crustacean and it just goes over and cracks them open and eats them. And it's amazing that that has evolved to be a creature on this planet. Um, According to... Oh... I already said this, but according to a report in 1984, 2.5% of injuries treated at a hospital in New Guinea were caused by falling coconuts. So they are a little bit of a hazard as well, unfortunately. And I have some coconut quotes. Coconut quotes? I have some coconut quotes to finish on today. Um, The first one is from Bertolt Brecht, who said, Love is also like a coconut, which is good while it is fresh, but you have to spit it out when the juice is gone. What's left tastes bitter. Oh, yeah. I, l- I used to study Brecht in drama and theatre yeah, studies. Well, he's yeah. obviously had his heart broken on a on a beautiful tropical island with, with coconuts with, as witnesses. With coconut, yeah. <laughs> um, Dustin Hoffman said, two basic items are necessary to sustain life, and they're sunshine and coconut milk." And I would like Dustin Hoffman's problems. <laughs> the final quote for today is Chogyam Trungpa, who said, In the garden of gentle sanity, may you be bombarded by coconuts of wakefulness. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is something we could all think hold dear in our hearts for now. I always learn so much from you, Cruz. I'm sure our listeners uh, feel the same way. And this week where we learned all about coconut. And I just had to Google because I wasn't sure whether a coconut was a fruit or a seed or or a nut. And uh, apparently it's all three. It's a seed, a fruit and a nut. Uh, It's all three. Wow. A coconut is a seed because it is the reproductive part of the tree. A coconut is a fruit because it is a fibrous one-sided droop. And a coconut is a nut because of a loose definition of a nut is nothing but a one-sided fruit. Wow. So there. It's all three. Yeah. It's all three. Yeah. Amazing. Three in one. The amazing fruit of life. (laughs) Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this week, Cruz. Until next time.